listening to the Super Mario Bros. The Nickelodeon theme song? No, it's the the Super Mario's brother. Oh, I thought it was like Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. It could be. I mean, that wasn't what I was going for, but it's a rather ubiquitous tune. Some would say the tune of the '90s in its own way. Get out of the way, Goo Goo Dolls, Iris. We found a new song of the 90s. Only you like that song. <laughs> and Terry. In this Terry's going to stand it? with me. In this room. Terry. Like Scotia like, that's my jam. It was, it's me and Terry. And she's like, yeah, it was that and Bittersweet Symphony. No one could stop those two powerhouses from taking over the charts. Oh, yeah. The Verve, they ran the world. Uh, I've heard they're not a one-hit wonder in Britain, but I'm always waiting for uh, Todd in the Shadows to do a one-hit wonderland on them. He still hasn't. <laughs> not yet. You could pay money to him directly and make him do an episode, but Please don't. who's got that kind of money? <laughs> yeah. I just want the content. Now, how's it going? Good, how about you? Good. It's a long uh, grouping of friends last night watching uh, the recent AEW pay-per-view. It was a good time, but I think uh, a night of beer and Doritos mostly is <laughs> finally taking its toll. You always shock me that you'll just leave a bag of Doritos open, like, when you go to bed. Like, it's not like you went to bed, like, 15 beers deep and, like, blacked out. Like, how do you just leave two bags of Doritos that still have Doritos in them wide open, just knowing they're going to be completely useless? Yeah, at that point, I was probably just like, well, I don't want these anymore. It's such a weird, destructive side of yourself that I'm not sure why you have. The pizzas in the pizza box, another good example. There was, like, leftover pizza, and the pizza box is so easy to just throw in the fridge, and you're still like, eh, who's got bothered? Yeah, it's really where it's at. You know, you're just so, you're just distraught that Jericho's the champion again. You're just like, who has time for living? Is there even going to be a tomorrow? On this title that's, like, six months old? <laughs> is it really beating you up that butt? He's the first champion, brother. You don't get that back. Oh, is he the first? It's the first, it's the first time they ever crowned a champion for the promotion. I mean, the promotion's only four months old. That is curious, then. That's why a lot of people... Because there was a tweet Jericho put out. I forget when Money in the Bank was. But uh, the big, like, controversy when that happened is that they had, like, eight pretty young guys in on the one, the man, like, the men's Money in the Bank. And one guy got injured before the show, so they just went in without him, and then, like, in the last ten seconds, Brock Lesnar came out, like, F5, last guy went up and climbed in and took the briefcase, and Jericho made a tweet at the time that was, like, glad to see WWE going along with a young up-and-comer like Brock Lesnar winning. So immediately after this pay-per-view, I just feel like, glad to see AEW going with a young up-and-comer like Chris Jericho, who's even older than Brock Lesnar, as their champion. Yeah. Uh, it was like when uh, TNA made, like, Ken Shamrock their initial champion in, like, 2004. Yeah, I mean, I don't super blame him because the guy they had going up against him was didn't feel particularly like an interesting guy to have as the champion right now. Mm -hmm. But they had already like booked everybody up with a huge name into some other kind of match, so they really didn't have another option. Is he just a placeholder for Cody Rhodes? I kind of hope he isn't, but he might be. Cody Rhodes just going to become the Jeff Jarrett of <laughs> AEW. He's been decent so far about not doing that, but we shall see. But yeah, uh, that's a decent. He track. resisted the urge to put the title on him immediately, so that's a good sign. Uh, on himself. So the last year was when the first time they did anything 
but it was before they were a promotion. It was just like kind of a collage of indie events coming together. Mm-hmm. And his match at that one was a big thing of him winning the NWA world title. And that was supposed to be like the big crowning moment. So a year later, they don't, you know, they're kind of trying to phase out having other people's titles defended on their show. But uh, who knows if whenever they do their next pay-per-view, if it's not like, oh, it's Cody Rhodes versus uh, Chris Jericho for the world title. Which not against, but sounds about right. I mean, throw it on gold dust, goddammit. Uh, he just goes by Dustin Rhodes here. <laughs> he can't actually paint himself gold. That's trademarked by Dustin Oh, right completely? No, he still paints himself. He just paints himself red. Yeah. And he does, like, half the face. Just, like, give it to him. It's such a shitty thing. Like, you're not going to do anything with joke. it. I don't know if he can or not. I'm just saying. I, I bet he probably doesn't have it. He probably can't use gold Was it? Dust. He was Dark Rain, I think, when he was in TNA or something. Wasn't it Black Rain? Or Black Rain, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So he probably doesn't. But it's like, what are you guys... What's WWE doing with it when he's not around? Nothing. They won't. I mean, they're not going to do anything with it. They've learned their lesson that they can't... Like, it's not like a legacy character in Marvel Comics where, like, well, we'll just have a new Iron Man. Like, yeah. they tried that with Razor Ramon and Scott Hall, and nobody wouldn't do it. Or oh. Razor Ramon and uh, Kevin Nash. Diesel. Yeah. And they're like, mm, no, no. And you picked Kane. Like, Diesel... Like, Kevin Nash was actually known as a pretty boy, and you just threw, like, a long... He just had long-haired Kane come out there like, Hey there, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty interesting, though. Gets my review of whatever works before I forget. Classic, 10 out of 10. Should be included. Move over, Schindler's List. <laughs> uh, this was from the, the Oscar predictions that I lost. This was my uh, my third movie that I, I really put off. Um, first of all, it start, his Larry David, this is a Woody Allen movie from whatever, like seven or eight years ago. Now, actually, before we even get to that, have you seen any Woody Allen movies before this? I saw Annie Hall a couple years ago, which is supposed to be like his crown jewel, and uh, I enjoyed it. It was funny enough. Um, I've heard Crimes and Misdemeanors, like the one you really have to see, and I've seen bits and pieces of other ones that have just been all dog shit. Because that's what I always hear is people are like, uh, yeah, Woody Allen, very famous director. Like, what movies have you seen? Like, uh, two. Like, they were okay. Everything's about, like, some younger, insanely hot woman just throwing herself at him. And he's always like, no, it's not It's not age-appropriate. We can't do this. And then he just, fi- like, they just want, I guess if you want my dick this badly, here you go. It's not a bad Woody Allen, either. It's not, I've never tried one. And it, it's just so You were ch- born for it. It just Boarded seems... By. <laughs> you were born into crimes and misdemeanors. Um, but anyway, Woody, uh, I'm sorry, um... Larry David plays, I, and for some reason, I don't know why Woody Allen just thought it was maybe too preposterous that he was in this one, but he basically just had Larry David do a Woody Allen impression. He plays a guy named Boris, who is a Nobel-nominated physicist that lost his job when uh, he had like a, a depression phase and tried to kill himself by uh, jumping out of a building, and he landed on a, a canopy um, the only permanent injury resulting is a limp that comes and goes as the movie needs it. Uh, and it's him sitting outside of a, a restaurant talking to a couple of friends. Doing He's basically just this, oh, the boring, over-educated misanthrope character where he just hates people. And he's doing this speech like, People aren't as good as people aren't as good as they should be. People are only as good as they absolutely need to be. Well, overall, we're all garbage. Everyone knows that. 
And the one friend uh, goes, um, oh, but you should, because there's a third guy that doesn't know the story, I guess. Like, you should tell him about Dolores. And Larry David goes like, I get it. You want, you want me to tell them about Dolores so they can find out. The guy's like, who are you talking about? Oh, I, I, I know this He's scene like, very well. The audience, they're out there. Like, what? Yeah, there's people watching. She's eating popcorn. He's looking at his cell phone. All right, fine. I guess I'll tell the story. Doesn't he also, like, get up from the camera? Like, he gets up from his seat and, like, walks in front of the camera. Almost like Zach Morris in Saved by the Bell, where he'd oh. be like, time out. And, like, he talked to the camera directly. He might be, because at some point... Because I don't think his friends pick up what he's talking... They don't acknowledge that there's an audience, so it's just him. But, um... He tells a story. Coming home one night, it's, uh... Rachel Evanwood plays, uh... Dolores from Westworld. Yeah. A beautiful girl by anyone's standards. And, uh... I forgot the character's name, so I'll probably just keep calling her Dolores. But... She comes up, she's uh, homeless, sleeping on the floor, uh, sleeping in the street, and comes up like, oh, please, she's Southern, she's a type of Southern that no longer exists, she's basically like, Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind, like, I deplore you, sir, please, your yeah. kindness. It's it's very much like plantation, like proper Southern belle. Mm. And the whole time he's, it's the shitty trope of throwing a gorgeous girl and putting like a smudge of dirt on her chin and having be like, oh, you're disgusting and homeless. I don't want you in my house. But he finally like acquiesces, acquiesces, acquiesces. Yeah. Let's her in the house. Uh, she stays over the night the whole time. She's telling like her bullshit story about getting in a big fight with her mom and her dad abandoning her and blah, blah, blah. And he agrees to let her spend the night, the whole time counting, like, oh, you're just hideous. I mean, maybe you are okay where you came from, but in New York, you're like a five. Uh, goes back. For some reason, he uh, takes her on, like, a sightseeing trip in New York the next day, and she very quickly ends up getting a big crush on him and telling him, and he's like, you're so stupid, though. Why would we ever end up together? <laughs> He basically just talks down to everybody, nonstop, the entire movie, how stupid everyone else is and how smart Classic he is. Larry David fashion as well, mm -hmm. what he's known for. Anyway, eventually she wears him down, and they actually get married really quickly in the movie. And her mom shows up, and her mom immediately doesn't like Larry David, doesn't like Boris. And she's trying to set her his, her daughter up with this younger guy uh, to the point where she even gives, like, the younger guy, like, show up here, pretend like you're just there, and start a conversation with her. And uh, she does that, and the whole time Dolores is like, no, but I'm married, it wouldn't be right. And he's like, well, it's just a cup of coffee, right, the other guy? And they go to a cup of coffee, and that turns into, like, oh, do you want to see the boat I own? And this is all one day. And she goes back to the boat and fucks him. And tells Larry, uh, tells Boris the next day, and he goes, like, what? For three seconds, and he's like, well, you know what? It's probably for the best. I wish you the best of luck. He's not heartbroken whatsoever. Uh, and then his other friend, which it's so un unrealistic, this guy would have any friends. Because all he does is complain. Yeah. And condescend to people. But his one friend, this is maybe the only somewhat highlight of the movie, is played by the guy that played Lord Varys in Game oh, of Thrones, okay. and he has hair. Was it your highlight based solely on the fact that it was Lord Varys? 
Or was it even like, the character's okay. He's kind of a shithead. He fucks kids. But it was Lord Varys, so, you know. Well, you know, Lord Varys is, at first, very mincing and kind of questionable. And then you just find out he's asexual, essentially. And this, he's really into chicks. Again, has long hair. And has this little speech where he's like, you know, some guys like uh, apple bottom butts. Some guys are, are more into peach butts. Uh, I like them all. I'm a fruit man. <laughs> what a weird quote. <laughs> and yet there had to be some day, some point where Woody Allen was writing this line and just, he was just like, oh man, I don't think I have enough people in this house that will be able to applaud, like pat me on the back for this one. <laughs> yeah. That's Maybe I should talk to the mayor now and see if I can get a parade set up. <laughs> Who is this? Woody Allen in 2019? Click. <laughs> when was the movie made? Like 2000. I'm going to go 11. Oh, God. It was, it was in this decade? I don't think it's more than 10 years old. I don't believe so. Um, but anyway, he, the Lord Varys, ends up hooking up with Dolores' mom. And she apparently has, like, this monstrous sex drives and needs multiple partners. And Dolores' dad shows up. And after a, a five-minute conversation with some guy, figures out he's gay. And they start a relationship, him and this guy he met at the bar. So the end of it, it pans back to them, the initial scene of them outside, the him and his two friends outside the restaurant just talking. And he goes like, yeah, and that's kind of how it ended. But now you know the story, points to the audience, like, who are you talking to, Boris? Like, it's the audience. There's probably a few less here than when it started. Wink. <laughs> so, he recognized this pile of shit would scare people out of the I theater. bet he didn't. I bet he's like, oh, well, the re- the hillbillies will leave, but he's surely like, the intelligentsia will stick by me. He's like, the joke of it is there'll probably be more people. People who were there to see a different movie will just stumble into the theater. Like, I came into it. Raw ag- I came into it, and I saw the movie, and ten minutes into it, like, I gotta start calling everybody, and like, you need to get here. This specific theater. Hurry! It's a, every other show is going to be sold out for a month, I promise you, once <laughs> news of this reaches the press. Once they know. But uh, it's Larry David talking to the, the camera again, uh, and he goes, um, you know, uh, Dolores, you know, she just kind of wanted to get herself settled, and now she found a guy that's her age. And, you know, Dolores' mom, and it pans, and it's like Lord Varys... Dolores' mom and, like, three dudes in bed. She found out she had, like, a real voracious appetite and needed more people. And then it pans to Dolores' dad and that guy, like, holding hands somewhere. And it's like, and he just never knew he was gay. You know what? At the end of the day, the life is life is hard. But to find happiness, whatever works. <laughs> and it's like, I've never booed a television before. <laughs> but I almost, they're like, boo! Boo! Boo you! <laughs> Uh, 2009, by the way, is when that came out. Okay, so which 10 years. still seems very shocking that it's even that recent of a movie. I know it's, I knew it couldn't have been like 2004, because I think she's only, I think she's like six or seven years younger than me, so I was like, I don't think Woody Harold, uh, Woody Allen would have actually cast a 16 year old in mean, this role. Maybe. Is that a little, I, I feel like that's just, there's a, not much like, subtlety in his There's the legal level though, where I don't think you can do too much. Uh, he's he plays uh, Larry David's stunt double. <laughs> like I'll have to come in here for the makeout for the scene. kisses scenes. Larry David's like I don't mind. I mean, I'm adult enough to do a makeout scene. He's like, no, no, we got to get this done right. You're not Tom Cruise. You just jump into a stunt because you think you can. All right, 
Not here in New York where things actually matter. <laughs> if I, I drug that police officer for nothing? <laughs> like the one cop that's supposed to watch and make sure Woody Allen doesn't make out with minors on movie sets. It's such a prestigious position. Like, you really have to kind of watch him like a hawk. You know you can't accept food from him. It's always <laughs> going to be poisoned. It's a free donut. You know us Jews make great donuts. It's weird, because he's still... I mean, I'm trying to think. When's the last Larry or uh, Woody Allen movie? Is he still making that, them? Uh, Blue Iguana or something? That was the one that had, like, Bobby Cannavale. And I forget. It was, like, a star-studded cast. The lead actress in it got nominated for an Oscar. That was probably, like, four or five years ago. But he's done. It's nice to see, like, the Me Too movement finally push some, like, garbage that was hanging around <laughs> way too long down the toilet. Like, someone finally stopped Roman Polanski from making movies. And people from, like, going to the bat publicly at the Oscars for mm-hmm. him. You know who should be here? Like, no, he shouldn't. He has criminal charges. Like, I mean, I'd give him balls for actually showing up if he got nominated and won. He was like, I'm just going to sneak on in here. Really? Seems like a show. Six show, Navy SEAL show up. Like, <laughs> this is probably overkill, guys, I'll tell you that. I'm not going to lie. This is a, you're not hunting a super genius. <laughs> Unless you're talking about his use of blocking during shots. Got <laughs> <laughs> <Get> a voice. <laughs> uh, sounds pretty poopy. Yeah, it was the, the worst of the three, because it's the one that stuck with me the longest that I was actually able to do the plot like three weeks later. I do love that it's <laughs> like any movie that decides to end with its own like movie tagline. Yeah, whatever works. It's still like my favorite moment of I, Frankenstein. When you sit through that just turkey of a movie just for this long, like, Batman-like brooding speech atop, like, a the, like a skyscraper. And it's him like, and who will be there to watch the streets? I, the hero. I, the watcher of the night. I, Frankenstein. Uh. And you're like, one, that's a horrendous, like, stretch to get to this title of this movie. Two, the entire point of the movie was about you separating yourself from the identity of Frankenstein and recognizing yourself as Adam. What a crap title. <laughs> it's t- it was horrendous. And first, he was ne- he's not Frankenstein to begin with. That's not his name. So he no. could have always kind of walked well, away from it. Well, in the movie, they don't do, like, the Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster sort of thing. They just, oh. just call him Frankenstein when he was just supposed to be a monster. But whole, the whole point of the movie is that he has humanity. He go when he, you know, he goes by Adam, and that like that's the central conflict of the movie is like, no, you're just a monster. You're just Frankenstein. At the end of the movie, he proves he has humanity. I, I but, do like, Sudoku and read poetry. <laughs> at the end of the movie, he's still just like, eh, what are you gonna do? I mean, come on. Okay, branding wise, Frankenstein's a lot catchier than than Adam. You know, so no monsters follows cats on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I bet you there's a few. Uh, you know what? I, I can almost certainly guarantee that you could find some. Can't be that hard. Uh, I, I don't know why I keep forgetting this story. This is like four months ago. I'm leaving the gym, and uh, like a very Asian girl uh, stops me as I'm walking out. I have my headphones on, so I don't hear what she says initially. I hit pause to see what it is, and it, like in very broken English... Like, can you take me home? Huh. And, um, I, it stunned me, obviously. How old, are, how old was she? I would say at least mid-twenties, maybe even like uh, okay. mid-thirties. And, uh, I, I stopped for a second, paused, and I go, oh, I'm not going home. And then I, I just walked away. 
Are you like, you're, this is where like you look in a newspaper the next day and it's like. I should have. Very Asian, quote, very Asian woman beheaded at gym. Seconds before could have been saved. She's like, oh, I had the power. Genie discovered at Gold's Gym in Lincolnstown. All you had to do was be a decent fucking person. Uh, so if you're like, if I go back in time, maybe I would have asked her at least where she lived. I, I wasn't sure what it, it, honestly, I was so confused by it. So it, it, it was kind of a keep moving and... Have you ever seen her at that gym before? Yes. Since then, she has been there. So what is most likely the excuse was she actually just wanted to ride home. I thought she was asking to go back to my home. I uh, thought it was, I wasn't sure. I was like, is this some weird kidnapping thing where like <laughs> your tormentor lets you go out to the gym and this is your only spot? He's like, hey, keep it firm, toots. <laughs> I'll be watching from the... Uh, it's not even a fast food restaurant over there. <laughs> the, the, the Sonic's parking lot four miles away. <laughs> Maybe there's still some data tots in the back. <laughs> it's like, that Sonic's is long closed. Not if you dream hard enough, it isn't. There might be... <laughs> Maybe there's still some tater tots in the garbage that I can grab. That'd be sweet. I get, <laughs> like, ruin my life getting arrested, breaking into a broken... <laughs> like a shutdown Sonic's. Uh, a Sonic's that... For so long, was just the jewel in the eye of Harrisburg, and then as soon as it came in, it was like, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, they let everyone down. It was crappy, like, immediately, like, your first few things. And it must have been bad that they didn't even, because it shut down right before the summer, and the summer is, like, the only really busy time you see there, that they're like, eh, we'll leave that money on the table. Yeah. Or maybe it was just so desperate, they were like, we didn't even have, like, a point of trying to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know, what would you have done? Uh, so I'm super, like, I almost feel like I always take those social situations where I'm caught off guard in the wrong direction, so I probably would just been like, ah, nah, I mean, where are you, are you looking for something? Like, I probably would have looked around for other people or just found, like, something to, like, get me out of that situation, mm-hmm. and then, like, as soon as I got in the car, I've been like, oh, well, I'll just debate this in my head for the next three weeks to decide whether or not I was the hero in this scenario or just a monster. Mm-hmm. I just assume the worst. Like, what if this is some, like, weird serial killer thing and, like... I mean, it'd be weird. Like, it's at the gym and she's catching you going out of the park. I assume the worst case scenario is I'm like... Because you go in the mornings, right? This was a weekend, so it was probably closer to noon. I mean, it's still... So it's not like you, like, left her there at, like, 6 p.m. on an evening. She's like, well, if I don't have a ride, I guess I have to walk home in the darkness. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like a bunch of wolves, like, howling. I'm like... It's weird. I didn't even think we had wolves in Harrisburg. Uh, besides the fantastic Hershey Zoo, Zoo oh, America. I'm surprised we don't have more wolves here. Because when you drive down towards Lingelstown, it, it's amazing how many deer you'll see, and like turkey vultures and actual turkeys. Like it's crazy that it, it, this far out of a somewhat sized city, you can get that. But as many deer we have, I'm shocked there's not wolves around. Oh, we're not, we're not really in an area for them, are we? I'd assume wherever there's... I said deers, didn't I? Ugh. Wherever there are deer, then <laughs> you'll encounter wolves. Uh, possibly. Maybe we're just too close to... Because we do have bears in the area, so it's like we do have some kind of predator. But I've never heard of a bear warning or anything. I mean, I've seen them. Really? In the yeah. wild? Yeah, didn't... Well, didn't Mom used to have that one story about driving if you head down... um Progress away, or, um, not progress, 
that street by the Burger King over on Union Deposit. Like, if you follow that back, there's, like, that one intersection that's kind of in the woods. Oh, yeah. I remember mom having a story that she's like, yeah, I saw a bear crossing over that once. I no, I mean, I saw one hiking in, like, Virginia. And that's you're like, like ah, ah, ah. It was a baby bear running away from me, but I was still pretty scared. <laughs> ah, get away, fiend! Well, the baby bear is the one you really don't want to run into. Oh, yeah, that's where... The, that's where fucking... Uh, a baby bear <laughs> alone, like, ooh. The revenant starts happening. <laughs> no! Please! I wasn't going to eat it. I just had barbecue sauce for a different reason. I had my penis out because I was urinating. (laughs) I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. That would be surprising, I guess, if we have bears and not wolves around here. But I I don't know. In my mind, I'm always assuming, like, I don't know what biome I'm picturing wolves in. Because I was like, oh, you need more mountains for that. I was like, that's half of this fucking area is mountains. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there are wolves. Who knows? Yeah, I never hear about them, and I don't hear them. But yeah, no. In my mind, I'm like, if I'm sure someone else will be able to give her a ride, maybe someone who either is like, well, I'm so confident that if she is trying to like get one over on me, I can like outsmart her, which is not a confidence I have. Mm-hmm. Like, if for a second I'm like, oh, I gotta get gas. Like, if she just starts fucking with the inside of my car, I'm like, mm, uh... I know what's going on. <laughs> Just laughing. Go ahead and start it up. <laughs> just shoots oil right into my mouth. Oh, that's not supposed to happen. I'm still scooping it up. Like, that's good. That's still good. <laughs> yeah, spitting it into a water bottle. I'll just fill that back up later. Ooh, quite hot. Uh, someone probably did give her a ride. Especially if you keep seeing her there. Yeah, you know what's awful? She was like a six. If she had been like an eight, I probably would have actually like stopped and heard out her story. I know it is. <laughs> that, that's where you're a monster. But if she was like Disney princess hot, I'd actually be like, oh, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she like looks like the, the actress in the new Mulan. And you're just like, oh, you're stunning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Well, here are the keys. No. <laughs> Let me take you, milady. <laughs> you like carry her to the car. Obviously, you saw me oonsing out after seven reps on a bicep <laughs> machine. Like, <laughs> kicking feet. <laughs> All right, this is super embarrassing. Uh, was on the phone at work with uh, staff counsel. Okay. On a on a file, and it was a lady, and I've uh, I've talked to her on the phone a bunch of times, but I've never seen her or like actually met her. So I was just bored because she was uh, spewing just a bunch of attorney stuff, like just saying the same things, just kind of over and over again in different ways. So I just like put on LinkedIn and looked up. Looked her up on LinkedIn, and while we were talking, she's like, "Oh, are you looking me up on LinkedIn?" Because <laughs> I guess she got a note. I forgot LinkedIn's like that. It's not like Facebook. Like it tells somebody when your profile's being checked. I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I was just curious." She's like, "Oh yeah, I'm always curious when like someone you've never met, and you're like, I wonder what they look like." So thankfully, that's, that's super convenient that she was super cool about it. Yeah. I mean, it's LinkedIn. It's not like I'm looking for bikini shots. Yeah. Well, she may have some on there. Maybe she models in her side her side time. As most attorneys do, I'm sure. It's what they're all about. I watched Johnny McBeal. I saw a lot. You, you see a lot of uh, scandalous photos in that. Unisex bathroom, way ahead of its time. Mm. Oh, that's still so gross. The idea. I feel bad for women subjected to, like, giant guy giant dumps like going on ten feet away from you. Uh, you know, I, I think it all comes down. I I can't assume so, but I have to imagine there are disgusting women as well who take just heinous dumps. 
Just from seeing women out in public, that you're like, mm, probably, you probably do take heinous dumps or something like that. The girls at my office years ago, like, finally like, spilled the beans. Like, oh yeah, she always comes in and just blasts it out like a truck stop bathroom. And I, the, before they even told me who it was, I was like, I'm pretty sure I can guess this. Yeah, I feel like most places at work have had somebody like... Sexy that. Sheila? What? <laughs> Is that what we call her? Uh... Well, speaking of bathrooms, I've been holding on to a story for a little bit that I feel you'll enjoy. So there was one day this past week where I was headed upstairs. I passed by Mom in her room. And Mom was like, kind of doing everything like, Bob, like, and it's like, all right, what's up, Mom? She's like, oh, I don't feel very good. Uh, and I was like, uh, whatever, Mom. Like, uh, do you need anything? I first asked her, I was like, do you need anything? I, I can run out and grab you something. She's like, no, I haven't. She, like, holds up, like, a bottle of stomach medicine. And I was like, okay, I guess your stomach's feeling upset or something like that. And, uh, she was like, I turned the oven on. Obviously not in these many, like, <laughs> coherent words. But, like, I turned on the oven to put this pizza in. Can you put it in? So she gave me, like, a right timer. I was like, yeah, sure. I headed to my room. Pizza stove. You. Yeah. So I was like... Alright, fine. You know, I headed to my room. Eventually the timer went off, put the pizza in the oven. Went back to my room, and I'm just, like, hanging out in there. And then I hear what I thought was you, right, going into the bathroom. And the only reason I thought it was you is because there's, there's usually a very distinct cadence that mom has when she walks anywhere. Slow, lumbering. It's very slow. This was like a thunk, like, in and out. And I really didn't think too much of it. Then I decided, I was like, ooh, I get a little bit of a fart coming on. <laughs> it was not a fart. I just felt pure water leak out of my asshole. Oh, God. And I was like, ooh. And I was like, time to clinch up. And I was about five minutes. <laughs> the whole reason I took the closest bedroom to the toilet. <laughs> not only that, five minutes had passed by and I realized she's still in the bathroom. And this is when I realized, oh, she's in the bathroom because she shitted her brains out. And now I have to. And it took forever for her to get out as I just had to sit there. And eventually after like 30 seconds, she's like, well, fuck it. What am I holding in anymore? I'm just throwing these pants out because they're just covered in diarrhea. Oh, my God. <laughs> and by her. There was, no, you have to understand, this was like an anomaly. Like, I assume this was like some kind of curse that was bestowed upon us. Because the, the, <laughs> the thing that's shocking to me is like, I would be. I would assume it's like, oh, we must have both gotten food poisoning from something. But we didn't eat anything that was the same in like forty-eight hours. Huh. So that's where I'm really confused. Well, you got to back time yourself to like a week. So yeah, I mean, who knows? <laughs> but it was one of those ones where finally mom leaves. I just I rush into the bathroom, and I feel as though she should have left like an apology <laughs> note because. No attempts at flushing. There's poop on the toilet seat. There's <laughs> my brand new toilet seat. There is poop on the floor. Like all this liquid poop. But it's just everywhere. You can see like a poop hamper on the toilet paper. Oh my god. And it's be like, well, it's not gonna get better than this, I guess. We'll do our cleanup job afterwards. Oh my god. Was, what a nightmare. It's so heinous. I, it's one of those few times where I didn't even bother wiping. I was like, let's just take a shower. Let's just try oh. to wash everything. What a ghastly oh, scene. Shame. Oh. And then I felt great. The thing that I really, like, she had such a setup. She knew what was happening. She's like, ooh, I don't feel very good. It was just me in a room like, ooh, let's, let's drop this squeaker. Uh-oh. 
I'm like, you just shit in your pants. You're like, look, my, you know I'm not made of money. I'm not just throwing out pants willy-nilly, but this is that's how bad it was. No, they were, it was heinous. It was everywhere. It was just absolutely everywhere. I usually pride myself on my ability to, like, clench and get places I need to be. But this is a time where it was like, oh, you're going to vice grip water there, big boy? Now that doesn't work. Oh, dude, the Lario's curse is true. <laughs> but that's... it's You're it's, 30, for God's sakes. It's terrifying. And you're seven feet... Four feet away, probably, from the toilet that you can shit in. And it's still happening. <laughs> if she hadn't been in there, it would have been fine. But I had to wait for Ron to leave. She does have some awful timing. <laughs> it, was, it was so long. And you really... I can't describe what that toilet looked like when I got in there. And still having to be like, oh, it's just whatever. On the floor? I can't believe she leaves that... I'm gonna have Terry give her a big, a good talking to. It was, it was anus. It was, and it, and then like it was it, almost as though like a flash thunderstorm had just crossed into the area and then stopped. It was over. Like after I took that one dump and that shower, I was like, yeah, I feel great again. <laughs> it was really like an anomaly in the day. Like, like yeah, I just walked in, one. like I'd fallen into the matrix for thirty minutes. And it was just a hellscape, and then back out into reality. I gotta say, I find that whole story pretty repulsive. <laughs> and, uh, hilarious as well, because it's you and That's why I was like, I have a story where I poop myself, and I was like, oh, I can't tell it to Mike, you have to save it for a podcast. I know it'll make his night. Something that'll just completely enrich his day. I guess we gotta let Terry know when she can stop fast-forwarding, like, oh, is this done? <laughs> no, Terry, it's, it's gonna be... Really, do you ever truly escape the horrors of what you see? Some people say they, they really can't stop seeing Nom, and I'll be honest, Terry, this was my Nom. The episode was called The Poopacost. You should have seen this one. <laughs> it should be called that. It really, it's, it was beyond like a... a if you told me more Jews died during those two dumps <laughs> than, the, than all of World War II, I wouldn't be shocked. It's, it's surprising. I, I, I can honestly, I can't remember the last time I've ever had a moment where I was like, Ooh, maybe I have to throw these underwear out and just reach a point. Like I have to throw these pants out. Like, I can't. I can't try to maintain. Like I'll salvage these ones for another ride. Yeah, the pants thing happened. Actually, you know what? I think that happened when I was thirty. Oh, is this like a thirty thing? The dirty thirties. We find out Terry has some like some super gross story. Like <laughs> oh, I was wearing pantyhose and it just sprayed out. <laughs> It's like the Robin story from Howard Stern. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it was. Oh, I love that story. It is great. And I washed up, and I still came to see your event. He's like, oh, well, you you really didn't have to. Yeah, I would have understood. <laughs> That's, like, the best part, too, is, like, I thankfully didn't have, like, an immediate thing to do go do after that. Because my, my greatest worry is, like, thank God I was at home. When that, like, struggle happened. Because if you're at work or you feel like you're driving and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to poop myself all over my car. At work, you have to, like, duck walk to the bathroom. I was like, I don't even know George owns pants that I could just buy and have to wear afterwards. Just wrap up a couple Radiohead shirts like a diaper. <laughs> hey, I'm getting the merchandise out there. Yeah, yeah you know? People are going to want to see this and what's below, so... You will have to ring me up two t-shirts at the end of the show. <laughs> so can't we just put them back on the hammer? Uh, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> not if you ever want to sleep at night again. Uh, I was at Subway 
And the dude ahead of me in line ordered all the meatballs. <laughs> He's like, I want, he said, give me a, a half of meat. He was Indian. And he said, just give me the six inch. And he got 12 meatballs somehow. Really? No. Oh, I was going <laughs> to be was, like, excuse me? That would Is be this a, a conspiracy? The crazy hookup. Like, are you guys just here for Indians? I know it's always Indian behind the counter. That's where I sit there. I'm just like, this is outrageous. No, it was some guy. He ordered a cold cut sandwich. Mm-hmm. And he got it with uh, lettuce, cucumbers, ranch, and mayo. And now it's like your thing. You're like, ranch and mayo? Have you ever heard of that? No, but I rarely ever, like, I feel like ranch is the strict upgrade to mayo. It's one or the other, certainly. Like, I, like anytime you're like, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a comparison. There's something, like, in video games and Magic again that makes a lot of sense. But, like, when you're offered two choices and one is just strictly better than the other, you're like, oh, that other one isn't even an option anymore. You take it away. Mm-hmm. And that's what mayo is. Like, I'm never going to get something that, like... Uh, would you like mayo or ranch on your burger? So I'm like, you still carry the mayo when you have ranch? Just get, <laughs> get rid of it. I got some tips on some freezer space. <laughs> I'm like, let me up. I want you to pay per gallon of this mayonnaise because you can just be saving that each month. I mean, most of it has to be thrown away, right? And first of all, is it just one drum that lasts the year for you, or am I getting the bottom end of this drum? Yeah, like you would scoop like splopping this out, and it's it's been sitting back there since the Bush administration. That just seems like a disgusting sandwich. I don't know if I would eat it. So what, what's cold cut? That's what, roast beef and... No, it's but mostly like pork stuff. I think it's like, there's some ham bologna and like Italian, I think. Okay. I think it, it's similar to an Italian sub, but a couple things switched out. I mean, the cucumbers are already a little surprising for me. Although, to be fair, I'm not a big cucumber fan, so that might just be me. I don't like it either. It gives the sandwich a crunch, which is a, like a nice texture. Yeah, but if you already have lettuce in there, considering how much lettuce the Subway sandwich puts on it. Um, but yeah, no, ranch and mayo. I don't know. I'm just not a mayo fan in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, let's put mayo on the sandwich. Like, eh, I, I, I could do without. And ranch. You're like, I want... 500 calories just in my salad, just in my dressing. At that point, I'm like, you better love cucumbers, because if you were hoping that this was going to be, like, the healthy choice of the day, and you decided to put ranch and mayo on your sandwich afterwards, you've undone it. And much like you, uh, just spewing diarrhea in that toilet, that's what, that's the ranch and mayonnaise quotient, quota you're getting at Subway, just squeezing the bottles. Spewed all over the sides of the toilet bowl. While you and, watch and them, floor. like slight. While you watch them take like a, a sliver of ham that you can see through and then <laughs> lay it on there. Like here you go, sir. You lucky devil. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, look. I, I I try not to be the person that's going to judge too many people on their food choices, but if you have ranch as an option, it's always the better choice in my mind. So I don't know why. Mayo would even be the consideration. I feel like mayo is what you say when you normally get your sandwich with ranch, and you're like, "Ooh, I've been putting on a few too many pounds. Let me try to downgrade to ranch or to mayo for a little bit, and maybe no." But mayo is still probably more fat. It's way hot, yeah. So I don't know really what it's you that mayo is definitely not the healthy alternative to ranch. I just don't know why, like, what purpose you'd have. In my mind, it's insane. If you have the options, you'd always go with ranch. Uh, I pick it on a BLT. That would be about it, but. Uh, mayo's not bad. You know, the best condiment ever is mayo and barbecue sauce mixed together. <laughs> and Mikey is heinously offended that Heinz has attempted to trademark it before he did. I know, those pigs. Mayo Q, how dare you? 
No, I think some big fat guy told me that somewhere down the road. <laughs> like back I mean, to day. be fair, it's not that, like, it's the same thing as mayo plus ketchup is just what a secret sauce is in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, is that all, all this really was? They're like, yeah, it's not that much different. Like, oh. It just seems like, once again, if you were getting, like, a real, like an Arby sandwich that actually had, like, a fair amount of meat on it, like, all right, maybe you need some of this to, maybe I, you can sort of justify to, like, very egg-based uh, condiments. If, on top if, of this. if I need a like a, a powerful a condiments, condiments, like a condiment liquid kind of, or whatever state mayo is, I like if I need something that's a spread, and I don't have another option, yeah, sure. But I, it, if there's ever an option where they're like, oh, would you like honey mustard ranch or mayo? I'd be like, why did you offer mayo? Like, you offered the the crown jewels of the condiment <laughs> empire, and it's like, it's like, would you like this, you would you like this Lamborghini? Would you like this Ferrari? Or would you like this Yugo XT? Like, no, I, what the fuck? Why is that third one? Do in you there? want to live in New York, L.A., or Detroit? I'm like. I, I I would only offer that third one if there's no other choice, sir. Unless well, like, the first two had drinking water, so yeah. <laughs> but the third does have a statue of RoboCop. Oh, they took that down. Then I suppose it has nothing. There's a statue of Joe Lewis. That, oh, someone stole that. Oh, that's sad. That's horrifying. <laughs> what a tragedy! Shoved yeah. his right fist up his ass in the statue. That's a shame. He oh. defeated the Nazis for us. <laughs> that's tragic. Go go Lions. <laughs> No, that's uh, that's that's tragic. So you headed to uh, New York. Were there any stories that you left out on that? I can't remember if we talked New York on the podcast or not. Uh, I don't think so. Um, the only story, and our dad's family is from New York. They're from a lot of places, but they would say they spent a lot of their formative years in New York. Which is why I'm a Giants fan, by the way, in case people and wondered. why I'm a very casual Mets fan. And why both of us just hate Philly sports fans. I I couldn't care less about sports in so many regards. I don't feel like... Fuck them. I feel like I never even got that... Because I got my love of the Giants from Dad. Because I'd see Dad as a kid watching Giants games and being excited. And, like, wanting to know the scores and stuff like that. So I was always like, oh, the Giants is the team I like. And I just learned to hate the Eagles before I even learned that we were division rivals. Just because Eagles fans at school were just the most obnoxious cocksuckers on the planet. It was during that prime point... When the Eagles would, they kept, would make it to Super Bowls. When, when, when they, I was a kid, they kept making it to Super Bowls and not winning. Well, it, it took a while for they made it to Super Bowls. They During, became the, the new um, uh, Buffalo, Buffalo Bills, Bills, where like, they'd the, keep making it. During a long stretch, they would constantly make it to the NFC Championship and lose. And then eventually they made it to Super Bowl and then lost that big one to the Patriots. And it was just always the most obnoxious things. Because, like... We always had a lot of Steelers fans, too. And Steelers fans were a little less obnoxious in our school, just probably because there weren't as many of them. So you didn't get as many, like, huge gang-ups. And also there's... Is that after they had been? Uh, yeah, a portion of it, certainly. Because, um, I mean, they won a Super Bowl, I think, their first year with Ben. Yeah, they got um, pretty big with him. And it was... And they'd already, but it hadn't been big since, like, the 80s. Yeah, well, they, they, were also, they had also had, like, a, like like the a, Terry a prolonged period of success, uh, success mm-hmm. too. So it wasn't like, you know, like, the Eagles being like, we've never won one before to, at that point. So, 
I always just hated Eagles fans so much. And we're most, super classy about it. The most obnoxious cocksuckers in the school would be Eagles fans, and they'd constantly be talking shit, no matter how garbage... Because after that period of like making it to the NFC Championship and then kind of losing ended, they were dog shit. They were dog shit for years, and the shit talking wouldn't stop. And they'd still be like, we're the most dangerous team in this league if it weren't for the officials. I'm like, mm-hmm. It's weird, because it's still out there where you, like... And I'm not invested, really, in any sports, like, outside of boxing. But I still know that, like, Philadelphia sports fans are considered, like, some of the most obnoxious. Bar none. And they never acknowledge it. They're always like, now every team's got bad fans. It's like, you guys have a shocking, disproportionately (laughs) high amount of bad fans. Like, second only to maybe the Oakland Raiders. I was going to say, there are a couple teams where you're like... Oh, well, the Eagle fans are obnoxious. Some teams are just dangerous. <laughs> like, I would, you couldn't pay me to see a Giants game in, like, Candlestick Park or um, where wherever the Raiders play now. I guess now it's not going to be in Oakland, yeah. so it won't be so bad. But, like, yeah, no, I'd never go to fucking games in that area where you're just like, oh, no, it's like a stabbing a year at those games. <laughs> but like, Philly games notoriously, like, you wear your team's... Uh, colors and yeah, discretion. At your own risk. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're coming, cheer. like, 20 deep. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're coming in a group, probably. But I remember when Terry was like, yeah, I'm going to go see a, a Mets game in Philly. Wear a Mets shirt. Like, that seems like a bad idea. Yeah, and she came back. She's like, ah, nothing happened. I was like, are you going to church again? I was, <laughs> Are you thanking God every day that you got this second opportunity that you didn't? Because there's so many videos of just, like, people trying to quietly live their lives leaving a game and just Philly fans following and just shitting all over them. And it's a great town. I love that town. But the fans there's so many of them are so bad that I don't even remember if it's an urban legend. So I should qualify that now. But that all the other like MLB teams had to make it a rule where you weren't allowed to bring batteries into the park anymore because Philly fans were like throwing it at opposing players on the field. Yeah, no, I mean, that was the thing. It was what at, uh... But was it just Philly that was actually doing it? Every other team was like, oh, man, I never even thought about doing that. Throwing batteries? I mean, at the time, it's a genius move, since I guess you can't get thrown out for having batteries on you, and they're just so big and heavy that it would hurt like fuck if you had to throw oh, yeah. a hit. Especially if they're, like, double-D batteries, too. Like, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> like, small rocks. Like, ah! Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't, like, triple A's. That'd be so queer. Like, take this! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a summer sprinkle it, on my face. Did it rain? Damn mosquitoes. <laughs> no, it was those huge fucking batteries. The hawker batteries. <laughs> and then booing Santa Claus during Christmas. Yeah, they're classic. They're classic fans. But sorry, we got distracted from the actual story we were trying to tell them. Dad's family. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Anyway, Uncle Ricky was taking us around uh, Central Park, which he, I've done with him before. He does, like, a tour guide kind of thing. And it was a bunch of his cousins. And he took us to the, the intersection. It's an intersection now leading out of Central Park, going uh, somewhere on the west side of Manhattan. And uh, he's like, yeah, now there's a road with traffic light here. Uh, traffic light didn't always used to be here. Uh, when we were kids, uh, your dad, our dad, was uh, getting off the bus and was walking in front of the bus. And I guess the bus driver didn't... It was just like a dirt road with no traffic light. And I guess the bus driver didn't notice your dad in front, so he proceeded forward and just kind of like half ran over your dad's leg with a bus tire. <laughs> and anyway, uh, our dad did find... I. 
doesn't really talk about it, but apparently went through several months of physical therapy. You had to. If, like, if you ever saw the injury on his leg, because I've seen it, and the, the easiest way I'm going to describe it is that the skin over where that injury occurred kind of looks like if you got a cheese pizza from like a pizza place mm. and like you were taking it home and you shook it up a lot. You know, like yeah. the cheese kind of like spins around on itself. Like that's what the skin looks like over there. If Freddy Krueger's a 10, dad's like a seven and a half. <laughs> Just on the leg, to be very Just clear. on the thigh, and, you know, the 80s were shorts, was a short, mm. short era, and you, most people, that huge disfigurement would prevent, would stop you uh, from wearing shorts, but there was no stopping dad. <laughs> like, dad looking out the window, it's like, from like, over the, the over like, the outlook, is like, I ran away by flock of seagulls, <laughs> and just like, and just him like, like looking over to a pair of shorts on the side of the, like hanging on the wall and just being like, not today, Marty. Not today. <laughs> he did not take that word. Look at it, Mikey. <laughs> it could happen to you. Gotta put myself now. Oh God, already? That's 25? He's like, oh, well, it hits when you're 30, you know. I remember seeing that scar so many times as a kid. And every time it's like, Wow, that's egregious, Dad. I don't know. I'd probably wear longer shorts, honestly. I mean, blots to him if he never felt the need to. Probably pride on his own self to be like, eh, fuck it. It might have been some weird... It's not even like it was his fault, too. Like, it was clearly a shitty bus driver, so... It might not even... It might have even been some, like, weird conversation started with Dad. I know Mom used to talk, like, when they started dating, he used to wear that belt, that the big belt (laughs) buckle that said Shalom on it. And then wait for people to be like, oh, are you Jewish? Like, no. <laughs> really, sometimes I wonder where all my personality traits come from. And then I notice, I'm like, oh, it's 100% from dad. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, our dad used to just wear a giant... Uh, David I guess Star, it's kind of like funny. a giant David Star belt buckle just for the the shits and giggles of it. I guess it's kind of funny, but if you never let the other person in on it, who's this joke for? <laughs> I, I guarantee it wore mom out pretty quickly that she was done with it. I told, I think I told you before that it was one time when I was working at the movie theater. There was one kid who was there that I'd work with who was like a theater kid. And he was always constantly like a very gay guy. Uh, and he was always like, oh, man, I'm just famished. And I'd be like, I don't know, man, just buy, like, a thing of M&M's or something like that. He's like, no, I don't. I don't want I'm going to get fat. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just chill out. Just like an M&M's. What does it matter? And he'd be like, all right, fine. He'd buy it. He'd eat one. And I'd be like, you big fat pig. You big fat <laughs> shit. Big fat fuck, fuck, fat, 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 fuck pig. <laughs> and then I told dad that. He, like, almost pooped himself laughing on the phone. And I was like, oh, I get this 100% from you. This weird desire to just shit stir with the people around But you me see where it ends up and you want to avoid it, right? <laughs> T- promise me that. I don't know. Where it's like you text something like, yeah, Terry was five minutes late. And then like dad sends some text to Terry like, Mikey said you were egregiously late. Like a real pile of shit. And it's like, you've done this so long. Like none of us fall for this anymore. I I try not to go to that levels, but around with the people around me, it's hard not to just be like, let's see how I can spin this into a hilarious moment for us all. I do like doing it with, like, uh, friends of mine like Red or Joe. People that are, like, super logical, almost, like, to a Spock level, where they don't get a joke at face value, and they're just like, well, I didn't say that when we went there. What are you talking about? I was like, no, Red definitely, like, give me all the honey mustard. I'm going to start shooting people. He's like, well, that's insane. Why would I say that? (laughs) That's ridiculous. I'm not even a huge fan of honey mustard. And everyone else is just laughing. He's like, I don't understand. Are you accepting this as the truth? This is... (laughs) This is preposterous. (laughs) With those... 
Poor Hornswoggle, you would say. With those people, it's fun. <laughs> I usually do it. Obviously, there's a way where you do it and you're just an asshole. I only ever do it with people who are going to be able to laugh along with the joke afterwards. Because that's always what the guy at the movie theater would do. He'd just be like, you're just the worst. Ha ha ha. And then walk away. But it's one of those things where <laughs> it's a hard time. Sometimes you have to be real careful about who you try that on at first. Before you find out, you're like, mm, that wasn't the person to go on. Yeah. We have a very casual sense of humor with even new people. That It's like one in five people are like, wow, that guy's just a straight up dickhead. Sometimes it's one of those things where you almost you're like, Let's just pull this Band-Aid off when you're around new people. And you go for one of the risque jokes right off the bat, and you're like, they react well. They're like, oh, wow, that's kind of risque. Or, like, they'll laugh along and be like, oh, boy. And you're like, all right, we've got some wiggle room here. And then sometimes you get that person who's just like, excuse me? And then you're like, all right, but sorry, never mind. I'm, I'm going to look out this car window now. <laughs> you're like, I just want to talk again for the rest of this trip. Yeah, Terry's getting married, so it, we no longer have to do it. But anytime it would be, like, a new guy she'd bring around... It's like, well, I gotta squeeze in a joke about me and Christopher blowing each other somewhere. <laughs> Just to see if they're able to go along like, with it. Like, no worry about scaring this guy off. <laughs> and then eventually you find out it's the other traits that <laughs> they're less fond of. Yeah. I, I forget, it was recently I was reminding Dad about the whole story about the, the doctor she was dating who took us to Red Robin and the quesadilla. That's quite a bit ago. (laughs) We were both still like kids by most people. I mean, you literally and me being like 27. Probably, yeah. We were both very young And you were 20. (laughs) And the quesadilla gate happened and just Terry's mortified. But that wasn't even intentionally to be funny. No, that was just the real fight. (laughs) And then like, but they watched it happen in real time and they still, you know, that wasn't, from what I understand, wasn't the catalyst of its ending, so. I don't know what that guy's doing now, but I bet he still remembers that story. Oh, he has to. He has to. Like, yeah, I was dating this one chick, her brothers started fighting over a quesadilla. I, like, the pay, who would pay for most of it. Like, preparing legal arguments about this. <laughs> and then I just paid for it, which you assume would have ended the, the, the debate, but no, it just kind of ramped up in intensity from there. It would have just ended with the classy, like, I thank you, so. <laughs> Instead, it was like, no, but if we had paid for it, you fuck. <laughs> just like, it's ridiculous, you ate three fourths, or more would you ate three fourths. And anytime we talk about it, we still don't go into it, because it <laughs> reignite immediately. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's one of those, like, volatile explosions that at any moment. That we both still think we're right. <laughs> Which, by the way... I could boils- present that argument in front of a jury right now. <laughs> like, if you boil it down to, you're talking about a price difference of what had to be maybe $2. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were to split the whole cost of that appetizer down into fourths, I guarantee a fourth only came out to about $2. Yeah, but during the Obama administration, <laughs> good times. <laughs> when the good times were rolling. But... There is still a, a fiendish anger that exists underneath the surface of that argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could do it right now. I'm not going to. <laughs> I still could do it. It's it's always like all the the school stuff that's constantly pushing like bullshit out of my head. That still always sits in the back. <laughs> that's like, like see, some like guarded by police tape. Like, do not throw away under any <laughs> circumstance because this might come up like a red dot. Like, don't destroy <laughs> a Green Lantern ring falls, and I have to like, <laughs> between the two of us, so we have to figure out who's more worthy. And I'm like, I've got a story about a real monster. <laughs> And then as the the ring's already putting itself on your finger, you're like, okay, I think I know where this is going. Pettiness is not something we look for in Green Lanterns. 
<laughs> you say, didn't even tell me your name. <laughs> I was say, do you think the story of the quesadilla is enough to undo you lying about the hot dog on the movie theater floor for like six years? Oh, I'm an old man. I'm not sure I recall that story. <laughs> like, which one will make you more worthy in the eyes of Vatu, the living planet, or whatever the fuck its name is? You know, that happened a few months before I joined the military courageously to my country. <laughs> and I forget how that ended. But. Yeah, I don't remember how that went three months into it, but um, who knows? So, do we want to talk about Joker at all? You seem to be uh, chomping at the bit to start discussing it. Yeah, uh, there's a few trailers. Honestly, I'm I'm curious about. Uh, I absolutely loved the Joker trailer. Loved it. I watched it like three times, back to back. The first time I saw it, <clears throat> and uh, I think it gave a little too much away. As far as like what the whole, I, I like. I feel like I can kind of piece together the whole premise of the plot. Uh, I could be wrong. Um. I already got a standing ovation at uh, Venice Film Festival, some film festival, where it debuted. Um, it's looking great to me. It's looking weird, but I think a weird that I can follow, and just kind of a, a very manic Joker story, and a Joker story that doesn't have Batman in it at all. I'm thrilled with. It's just a really and a one-off. Like this is it. I'm you know they're not going to be setting up for a bunch of lame ass sequels. Um, very excited. <laughs> the caterpillar from Shazam sneaks his way in for a cameo. Like, would you like to join our league of evil? You can be my number two. That's behind it. Gorilla Grodd and <laughs> Chitara. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess those are two quote-unquote heavy hitters of the DC villain canon. You will have to serve as Giganta's assistant <laughs> for a while. Captain Cold will be your direct superior. <laughs> That Actually, you're secondary. You will report to Golden Glider first. Golden Glider? What, his sister? Who I think just had, like, a gold gun or something? I've never even heard of Golden Glider. You've uh, done me. She's, like, a very small Flash villain, who I only know because she was a character in a TV show. Oh, uh, okay. Who I think they killed. What did you think? Uh, I'm still in that area where I have no idea what the movie's trying to be. And that's where I'm a little concerned about. Uh, I have no qualms or, or concerns about how um, Joaquin Phoenix is going to play it. I think he's one of the best actors of our generation. Uh, it looks like he's killing it. His mannerisms are weird and, and interesting and unique. Like I'm sure he's going to do great, but I have no idea what the story's trying to be. I can't tell if it's supposed to be an inspiring story about the Joker. I don't think if so. If it's supposed to be like a V for Vendetta, let's tear down this society kind of movie... If it's trying to be like a Fight Club subversion, like the Joker is a monster and we should all recognize the Joker in ourselves and avoid it kind of thing. But the trailer makes the Joker out to be the sympathetic underdog. So is it going to fall into the same problems of Fight Club where people don't actually understand it's supposed to be like a satire of the people it shows? The Fight Club comparison is interesting. I think it is supposed to be like, it's just an origin story that's going to end with him really becoming Joker, and it's just supposed to be like, yeah, well, we created him, society as a whole. Yeah, but at the same time, like, there's a lot of, like, triumphant music to it. That, what has me concerned is, I think the Joker's an interesting character, but there's never any point where I've ever thought, like, oh, the Joker, like, the classic anti-hero, the Joker, like, he's always just been a bad guy. So I worry 
There's already a bit of like a has weird... a stellar movie record though. Yeah, but there's always been like a weird kind of undertone to people who look to the Joker. Like, not to make this like a political thing, but like the guy who did the Aurora shooting came in there dressed as the Joker to start killing. Yeah, people. an anarchist kind of. Yeah, like I'm worried that there's a level that like, where it's going to be like Fight Club. Where people don't realize it's parody and they're like, oh, Tyler Durden's the coolest dude around. You're like, I'm not. How quickly not... did that die out? Though? Yeah. The people trying to start their own fight clubs. That's, that's my worries. I'm like, I don't know what the tone of the movie is supposed to be. Cause again, from the trailer, it makes him out to look like he's a sympathetic, like, down on his luck nobody who finally gets his shot at the top. Like, maybe that's not what it is. But that's why I'm, like, still at that point, I'm like, I just don't know what this movie's about. I think it's Taxi Driver, but you have a built-in fondness for this character going into it. So you do kind of, like, get excited when he gets his wins that maybe aren't necessarily morally correct, but... Yeah, I don't know. That's where I'm kind of at this point where I'm like, I just don't know what... I, I'm sure it's going to be interesting to watch, and I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to watch it because it's, you know, a, a, a super villain movie with no superhero. Like, I'm sure there's an interesting experiment in there, but I am I just have no idea what to expect from the movie at this point with it's, like, where the direction's going to go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's definitely, like, a large clown uprising, it looks like, at one point, and that's, like, it's part of these things where I'm like, I just don't understand what they're going You're, like, for. clown guy fox kind of masks. Yeah, that's why That's why I'm, like, a weird V for Vendetta kind of storyline. Like, the people must uprise against the anti-clown fascist government, maybe, or... While he's also pursuing his stand-up career. Yeah, or something like that. Well, hey, Mark Maron's going to be in the movie, and he's a, he's a touchstone of classic television at this point, or classic uh, media at this point, so... Which I thought would have been a joke, but as I look back on it, he hasn't been in too much I haven't loved. Have you ever even seen Almost Famous? With the one from like back in like the 80s or 90s? Yeah, 90s. Yeah, no. I That's where I'm, he gets the... I'm like, talking about recently. Lock the gates. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, no, I'm talking about recently where it's like Marin and then uh, Glow. Oh, well, it's... Yeah, I saw enough of Glow. I did like his performance that the story didn't... The overall story didn't keep me in it, but... Yeah, it's, uh, I did finish Glow Season 3, by the way, and for a quick review, I'm like, uh, very good, uh, there's becoming less Marin as it goes along, and if that's the case, it's gonna be hard to get me in for what I assume is gonna be the final season in Season 4, mm-hmm. uh, cause it's not that I don't find the other stories interesting, they're just all so disconnected from each other that it's like, wow. well, it's, and I understand that maybe it's, that's what I've kind of understood is Orange is the New Black as well, where it started as kind of like, Oh, this woman goes to prison, and that was, like, the vehicle to get in all these storylines that were, like, about persons of color and, uh, you know, uh, minority groups within the prison. And that's sort of what this has started to become, where you're, like, it started off as one thing, and then it's, like, every girl of the cast now has their own subplot. And you're, like, not, most of them don't relate to wrestling at all, Diminished returns. And you're just, like, uh, there's kind of an interesting story in some of them, but I don't know if I want to watch all of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I signed up for one story, and I, I'm getting less and less of that every season. Yeah, and it's not to say that those stories don't have, like, a value to it. It's just the one that I'm interested in mostly is the Mark Maron one now. And I'm like, mm, I'll maybe just watch the episodes that are super relevant to the Maron one next Like, if you went to a restaurant that had an awesome steak dinner, but every time you went back there, the steak got smaller, and it's like, here's more peas. And, well, the, oh, I, I mean, these aren't bad, but... I mean, is the cost the same? They're like, well, you haven't paid for your brother's Netflix account in <laughs> how many years? I'm like, that's not the point. For even today. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like, well, I mean, yes, the cost is the same. It's your time. <laughs> I'm like, well, that is fair, I guess. 
does your time get more important as the day goes through? Like, I guess not. Some Sometimes, you know. You don't have, like, the early morning grumpies in the belly anymore, you know? Yeah, you know that, like, three minutes that I just sat there with a full load in my pants waiting for mom to get out of the bathroom? <laughs> really? I can't I'm not putting much of a value on that. You can have that. <laughs> you can take that back. I can't stress how long I had to sit in my room just shitting myself waiting for mom to get out of that bathroom. And then the minute she just reached the point, I was like, oh, who fucking cares at this point? And just really, just, it's like the scene in Simpsons oh, where Bart... <laughs> Where, like, Bart's jar, like, uh, white blood cells are like, oh, it's a school day, let's just lay down for him then. <laughs> like, your body was just like, oh, just, what's the point? Just Those were your <laughs> anus muscles, they're like, this this battle's lost. <laughs> like, let's just let the cons into China. Let's they're just taking, bring them in. They're taking hard home. Just give it to them. <laughs> uh, I forget where I was even going with that, but, yeah, it's like that. Alright. So you are not excited about the last Star Wars trailer? No. I really honestly think this is the one I'm going to skip and just see when it comes out in, in, like, movies. Unless I hear... And there's usually, like, a couple people whose opinions I kind of trust on. Like, oh, they have, like, a good... Double-toasted. <laughs> not even double-toasted necessarily, but other people where I'm like, they usually have a similar wavelength to what I enjoy. And I'm like, if those people, and those are people who see movies for a living or something mm-hmm. like that, I'm like, if those people say they see it and they're like, that was really good, then I'll probably go see it. But if I don't hear that kind of, if I hear any level of like, eh, it's mediocre, or like, meh, it's okay. Is or there a Rotten like Tomato number that you're looking for? No. Because at this point, I don't put stock into like Rotten Tomatoes the same way I used to. Because there's too many movies where I've come out of it being like, well, that was just a fucking turkey or something like that. And other people are like, that was incredible. And you're like, oh, the Rotten Tomatoes number doesn't mean anything. If, like, there were enough people that I knew I share similar opinions with who saw that movie and were like, yeah, it's okay, or something like that, and I could have known to avoid it or something along those lines. I still trust the Rotten Tomato. The audience one I don't trust at all. Yeah, well, the audience one, especially for anything that's meant to be... Nerdy at all, is it's always... I mean, like... honestly, a lot of them, too. It's the same way, like, when Mother came out. And people were like, it had like a like a D and like an audience credit like a uh, score, and it's mostly because people didn't understand. Like it's a Darren uh, what, Aronofsky, Aronofsky, Aronofsky movie, and it's just like, yeah, yeah, it gets kind of weird with some of his stuff. Yeah, it's uh, the like absolute barometer of like I'm not seeing this movie is the like Rotten Tomato twenty three percent audience eighty six percent for like Suicide Squad or something. Where you're like, oh, there's something horribly wrong going oh, on like, here. Oh, if there's something ridiculous like that, then yeah, you, that's where you have to, like, that's where you don't even have to be, like, a detective to be like, something's afoot here. <laughs> so, something's not quite right. So you didn't, uh, I don't know, what were your thoughts on the trailer as a whole? I mean, to be fair, the second trailer is barely a trailer to begin with. You see, It's like, 30 seconds of kind of, like, teaser shit. It's, it's similar to the way... Avengers Endgame's second trailer was where it started and it was like, here's shots from all these previous movies that mm-hmm. then give you context. And then you get like half the trailer is actual new footage. It worked a lot there because it's been 10 years continuous buildup of each story kind of leading towards this point. Whereas this one it was kind of like, here's the greatest hits of the Star Wars movies. And I was like, yeah, but I don't really feel like this movie's going to do anything to the prequels. And, like, you, I don't... Get, and you get them all in the first 30 seconds, and it's like, all right, here's the prequels, yawn. Here's the last two, okay. Yeah, I'm like, it's not like I'm... You've already killed the essential characters of the previous one, so I'm not, like... 
it's not like I'm going to be like, I wonder if Chewbacca is going to get out of this one. Because it's like, I mean, who? if nobody does, then what was even the point? But um, He's dead too, right? Peter Mayhew? Yeah, Peter Mayhew yeah. just died recently, yeah. Do you think they started with, uh, like, R.I.P. our princess, Peter Mayhew, like the same way they did for Carrie Fisher? They, <laughs> they just used the same, the same logo, but they clearly just slapped, like, a sticker over the face. <laughs> It's Chewbacca kissing Luke. <laughs> There's probably a photo of that from the sets. Uh, but I don't know. It's The best way I can kind of look at it is that on the most optimistic scale, they don't change a ton. They do what they're, like, they do to tell, like, an interesting story, and it has, like, a kind of... A conclusion that's definitely not going to satisfy everybody because everyone was so split on Last Jedi... That it's like there's no way to kind of make an ending that everyone will enjoy. Because my like my worst case scenario is they un they undo everything. They're like, oh, hold on, no. Ray's parents were super important. Mm-hmm. Kylo Ren gets a redemption. Uh, like Luke's a uh, Force ghost who's in like half the movie. Uh, like all these like little things where you're like uh, the, resist- the, point the resistance the has a couple more bases around, so there's still like a real resistance. So there's still a dogfight or something. Like if you undo all that and then you end it with like uh, you do too much of like because that was the problem with uh, what, uh, Force Awakens, where it was like oh this is too much like a New Hope. If this one becomes too much like Return of the Jedi kind of thing, mm-hmm. then it's like. It's like, it's like oh, I don't know why you bothered with the, the second movie. Like it's it just seems like it's a weird decision. So I'm I'm at this weird point where I'm worried that's what's going to end up happening. Like the trailer is. It's definitely to going to be nostalgia heavy. It feels like the trailer. As be- soon as you heard that emperor laugh at the end of the, you're like, why? There's that's no reason I'm, for that guy to be back. That's where I'm like, I don't know what that's meant to be. Like we we. We've done it for the to teaser and now for the trailer to be like, ooh. And he's got new he's lines, like out. actual lines. You're like, that's not from any of the other movies. So he does something. And the, the, I, I try not to. The like, Vader breathing, like, wait, is Vader, it's not, is Vader back? First of all, Vader is a force ghost. Why would he still have the breathing problem? <laughs> like he's, he got rid of the suit, right? He wouldn't bring the suit to When like, we saw the force ghost of him at the end of Return of the Jedi, he wasn't in the Darth Vader costume. And first of all, the prequels established that like learning how to be a force ghost was like months of training. Yeah. <laughs> he just figured it out. Like, he was like, hey, you know, come on. <laughs> and Anakin Skywalker on the vest. So it's like, is he going to be in it? And I'm fine with having some, you know, throw some James Earl Jones in there somewhere. Just use the guy while you got him. Um, That's all I want is the voice. I don't want, that's what worries me. It's like Darth Vader is a force ghost. Like, well, how do you do that? Are we bringing Hayden Christensen back? I'm not against that idea. With James Earl Jones' voice? But, I mean, Hayden Christensen's, I guess if you do a force, I don't know, it's one of those things like, when they redid, like, they added Hated Christian into the end of... It's the only part I hate. You're like, it's weird, though, because it's not like Luke knows what Hayden Christian... He doesn't know what Anakin Skywalker looked like when he was 25 or whatever. Like, and, he doesn't know that. Yeah. So, like, if you do... It's fine. It's like a cameo where, like, I, as the audience, recognize this very quick cameo. Because I at least know that guy uh, over th- two movies. And I do the guy who played him for 30 seconds yeah. at the end of Return at the of the Jedi. Uh, but if you do him in the whole movie, you're like, why am, why is Kylo Ren seeing Darth Vader as he was when he was 25 before he had the mask or anything like that? Cause that's when he was still a Jedi, I guess. I, it's, it's just an odd, 
I don't Once again, like, it's not going to go with I don't the wanna, voice. I don't want to overthink it, though. Like, I don't want to be like, ah, oh, I don't want to... But I want the voice, and I can't have a visual with that voice. Like, Hayden Christensen sounding like James Earl Jones is just going to look retarded. It would, it, I mean, that would be ridiculous if they tried to, like, AR him over top of it. Yeah. You definitely would have to, like, put a hand over his mouth or something. Like, he clearly Hello? didn't sound like that until you put him in the suit. Yeah. And he was still before that, it's like, kiss me like you did in a boo. <laughs> Uh, but, like, I keep seeing people try to, like, overanalyze the Ray scene at the end. Like, oh, she's got a Sith lightsaber, what it means. I was like... It's gonna be a dream. I don't... Yeah, it's gonna be a, a vision or something. But even if it's not, like, I don't know. I mean, I just want to see the movie and I... You turn Ray bad, that's some serious balls. I'll, which I don't think they have. But that's why... Th- like, that's where it's like, I don't know if they go with something that risky. Or if you turn her evil, like, what is that... Because I never got, the like, the idea from the first two movies that she has a dark side to her, like a downfall no. in her. So it's like, if you do that, what do you, what's even the statement you're trying to make then? She's never once gone, like, even sort of. And it's never even looked like she's contemplating. No, like, you had to have Anakin Skywalker genocide an entire race of people for, like, revenge of killing his mom, basically, mm-hmm. to put him on that dark side path. You can't have her just be like, oh, when she looked at herself in that mirror library, she saw that there was a dark side in her. It caused her. Now she uh, she's blowing up Carrie Fisher's coffin. <laughs> That'd be sweet. <laughs> um, it uh, it would make sense if the Emperor came back and he's like, mm, time to pick a new apprentice. <laughs> Ooh, he's missing too. And he, yeah, well, he's always kind of like, my, uh, my Emperor impression is basically just like, nuts from a Jedi. <laughs> But uh, if he came back looking for an apprentice and he comes in on Kylo Ren throwing, like, some childish tantrum, just slashing a part of toaster with his lightsaber, <laughs> and he's like, nah, I can do better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just goes for Ray. Goes for Ray. Yeah, I do wonder if there's a point where, like, he comes back and he's just like, is this really what I left behind? <laughs> it's like Admiral Hux stuck in a honeypot. Mm-hmm. Like, Kylo Ren, like, smashing an N64 controller. Like, ah! Who's that with their head stuck in the honey pot? <laughs> well, that's, that's the commander of your entire fleet. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see it. I'll see it in theaters. Uh, I'm wondering, like, how much my prediction... I, don't, I, I haven't posted it. It was the last Shawnee Boy one, I believe. That I, It was the last one I put questions in the bowl because I got such a stinker response from all of them. <laughs> From you and Sean, they're like, this sucks. But the one was like, how would you end the new Star Wars to make it cool? And I was like, well, wouldn't it be weird if, like, Kylo Ren was just, like, riding through the universe? And all of a sudden he heard the Emperor's voice and the Emperor brought him to, like, a brand new fleet of Death Stars. And there is that one scene where it literally looks like hundreds of Death Stars. So I'm like, is that what happened? Is now the fact that Luke and Snoke are both dead, now the Emperor can actually, like show his presence again. I guess. It's just that... And again, I'm not on board for them bringing the Emperor back. I think that's a story that's been told. Yeah, I was That say, was supposed to make this different. Yeah, it's also too, like, at that point, do you even kind of question what the point of the original movies were? If it's like, oh, they didn't stop the Emperor completely. Because as we found out, the remnants of it continued to go. Mm-hmm. Uh... And then, turns out, hey, didn't even stop the Emperor himself. He didn't even remove the most, like, pivotal piece of the whole kind And of this operation. is just so you can redeem Kylo Ren? Is that the only reason? Because that was the only interesting thing about the last one, is now there is no Emperor, and Kylo Ren runs things. Yeah. If there's a, re- if there's a redemption arc, 
to Kylo Ren, like a legitimate redemption arc. Like, I don't want to go too far and be like, that's the worst decision ever, but it feels like that is just the most heinous idea you could possibly go with. It's too much. It's There's, too similar. Like, why'd you even bother doing But this? it's also like, it's not even like he's such a fucking shithead that you're like, no, like, why would you, like... He's nowhere near as scary as Vader, so it, it's not nearly as interesting. And we haven't really seen a point in his life where it doesn't feel like he hasn't been an angry, shitty person. Like, it's, you know, yeah. we saw enough of Anakin to be like, oh, there was a point in time where he was a guy who was in love, who was kind of being controlled by this really kind of, to be fair, oppressive organization of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. Uh, he let himself slip into anger too many times, and we saw how he was manipulated into it. Where it's like Kylo Ren has had options time and time again to not do that and has always taken the wrong path. Yeah. That it's like, it's not like Darth Vader even really got a true redemption. Like, in his final moments, he chose to stop the Emperor instead of letting his son die and got to die a little bit of a hero. But you certainly, you don't see, like, people, like, go around the street like, Darth Vader the hero! Like, he's still kind of probably recognized in the world as being a monster to the very end. Just a couple people are like, he had a change of heart at the very end. Like... I don't see any of that in Kylo Ren, and I... If they try to to force that into one movie, it just seems like a risky decision. But they might not do it. Maybe they could find a way to make it work, but I just don't have the faith that that's going to be the case. No. Once again, I I feel like this movie's going to lean in heavily on nostalgia, and I think maybe that might be the path they take. But it's like, why bother? That was what the first one that you you like of this trilogy was. was like, hey, guys, it's it's Carrie Fisher and Han Solo again, William Falcon, like referencing all the lines from it and everything like that. Like, that was it. Like, oh, hey, we haven't had a Star Wars in 20 years or whatever it's been, almost. So let's do another one and we'll lean heavy in that. Like, I feel like for the... The the Last Jedi, we deviated plots, except for, like, the Rey, Luke, being essentially exactly like Luke and Yoda storyline. But the secondary plot, we really, like, did our own thing, and it almost seems to be universally panned. I mean, it shouldn't have had to have been. I no, like, it could have not been. It could have been pretty solid, I feel like. You had actually good pieces, so... I don't know. I'm I'm very heavy in that camp of, of uh, feeling like the... The decision to just give it to J.J. Abrams is going to lead to something that's just not going to be as entertaining. Yeah. But I understand why they're doing it, too, where it's just like, ooh, we really caught a lot of shit for Last Jedi, so... Let's just go with the one, like, they didn't catch nearly as much shit for their Force Awakens, so let's just ride the safe hand to make sure we don't just torpedo this property that we really want to make us, mil- like, billions down the road. That's so gutless. And now they own The Simpsons. <laughs> well, to be fair, The Simpsons are done, though. I did, like, see my <clears throat> look on your face when I actually told you, like, yeah, they own The Simpsons. They're pulling it off of everything except Disney+. Plus. And it, it was the same expression I had, like, ah, oh, damn it. It's, on, a, it's a bummer... Because it's weird. It's the only, like, Fox property they seem to have any interest in doing that for. They, they've not... I guess because there's parts of Simpsons you can show that aren't... Like, you can't really deal with Family Guy. Yeah. Or, uh... I mean, even Bob Burgers, though, isn't that bad. So it's weird. Or Futurama. Like, it seems like it's weird. The nostalgia value. They know they have it. And they're like, well, we've never given it up before. Why would we start giving it up now? Yeah. But it is one of those ones where you're like, <clears throat> guess. But... I mean, the Simpsons have fallen so far. I, I forget. There was a clip the other day that went online that it was uh, a West Side Story parody 
of Donald Trump and then the four chicks from kind of like AOC and Dylan mm. Omar or whatever, like doing a West Side Story parody. That was so brutally unfunny that I almost like <laughs> unfollowed all the Simpsons accounts I follow. I was like, no, I follow those for the good times. But this was so heinously unfunny that I was like, I don't even understand. It's almost like, it's, I don't want to say insulting because that sounds a little too douchey to say, but it's like, I just, at what point do you reach a level where you're like, can this even call itself Simpsons anymore? When you're like, the tone, the level of humor, and everything is so wildly different from where it was before. I got a, ugh. It's a bummer, dude. It, it heartbreaks me how bad the show's gotten, but in its peak, it was so good. I'm actually like on a, a Facebook feed that's, um, it's called Simpsons, Simpsons, uh, put this together mostly from sugar packets. And it's a reference to, like, Grandpa telling a World War II story in part at the end. is like, is that even true? He's like, I put it mostly together from sugar packets. And it's just, uh, it's nothing but history references. And just the most nerdy history references, like the, like, Battle of Waterloo references. <laughs> but I love it. Love it. Oh, that's great. Like, I think following, like, the Stimson's nostalgia accounts, or, like, Quote of the Day, like, those ones are still solid. But, and I guess if I do get Disney+, Plus. It'll be nice to have The Simpsons on there. To be fair, I hope their infrastructure works better, because that was always the big issue with FXX app, was, like, half the time I'd get to, like, the commercial break of the episode, and, the uh, like, the show would just stop playing. Yeah. But I wonder, do they keep all the episodes <laughs> on there? Like, I'm wondering if they edit any of them, because there's definitely some family-unfriendly episodes of Simpsons, like, especially in the earlier seasons and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, and I don't see myself getting Disney+. Plus. I'm considering it, but after... Like, it'd be one of those things where you get it for, like, a month every six months or something like that. Because it sounds like their plan right now is to not even release everything at once. It's, like, to release it weekly. So I'm like, oh, I definitely don't want to pay month to month for that. Yeah. Cause it's I'll not... catch you Mandalorian at the end of the year. Yeah, I'll catch it when it's all on there. Like, I'll wait till, like, three series. Like, oh, I'll wait till that and, like, Captain and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier's on there and then, like, something else and be like, all right, I'll get it for a month. You use that time to catch everything and then get rid of it and then pop back in when something else pops on or something like that. Because there's enough stuff on there. I'm Even for a level of curiosity to see, because Disney's putting a lot into this. Where they're like, a shit ton of money looks like it's going into most of these projects. They're doing some kind of interesting stuff with some of it as well. Uh, they even kind of alluded to the fact that like most of the stuff they're doing with the MCU stuff will actually play a part in the movies as well. Hmm. Which is not what they did with everything else that was on television. Well, certainly not with the Netflix properties. Yeah, the Netflix or the television. So they, like, you had to just Thor watch. landing in like Hell's Kitchen, like anything to do here? Nope, gone. You had to watch Agents of Shield try their damnedest to crowbar their relevance into the actual plot of the movies, and the movies never gave a fuck about it. <laughs> like they had to put so much shit around to be like, oh well, the reason the the Shield helicarrier showed up at the end of Age of Ultron to help everyone evacuate was because of the Agents of Shield. They never... They, no one gives a fuck. Because like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson must have just done it. And you're like, that was like half yeah, a season they, they already, Shield. They already knew there was problems in Moldavia or whatever the hell. Moldavia. Sokovia. Sokovia, yeah. 
But yeah, like it's weird seeing that and like the production quality on most of the shows they've shown so far looks pretty high. They're putting some pretty big names attached to it. So it's one of those ones where you're like, I'll be curious to see what this means. Because I, I mean, hasn't that always been the discussion is like Netflix for despite the fact that it has like a pretty high consensus rating of quality never really makes money. Uh, they've been growing at what is, some people consider like an inflated, probably not honest nature. Like it's kind of, they, yeah, they've always been spending money and still keeping subscriber numbers going up. And then this last like six months, I think is the first time they have not increased subscribing. So I'm wondering how much, like, I know Disney has like essentially all the money. <clears throat> it was that South Park joke. Just someone at like working the Netflix phones, like, hello, Netflix, whatever you're selling, we'll take it. Yeah. Unless it's Tuca and Birdie season two. You need uh, to get over this. <laughs> I never watched That's it. <laughs> uh, but I'm curious to see what Disney's plan is, because it's like, if they're pouring a shit ton of money into this, from all counts that it looks like, then I wonder what it's going to, like, they have to assume there's going to be some huge money in it for them. They're, Netflix is still doing 13 seasons, 13 reasons why. Like, it's just another season of kids committing suicide. You know, I wish I could say anything on it, but I never even considered watching an episode. Because I've always heard... Like, the only person I ever knew that even remotely liked it was Allie. And, you know, not for nothing, but... You know, who knows how that... Yeah. Who knows how that opinion of quality is going to go. She also loves the new Taylor Swift album, so... Tyler liked it, and... Uh, Taylor Swift's new album? What, <laughs> yeah. a, what a loser. <laughs> that would be sweet. Oh, I would never... That, that would have been the first topic to be discussed. This guy, you don't know, he's 34, giant Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> he just loves me featuring What's-His-Name from Panic! at the Disco. But he was watching 13 Reasons Why, and I didn't know much about it, except that it was kind of a heavy show about suicide. And I was like, yeah, it sounds like kind of a heavy show. He's like, ah, it's not that bad. A few episodes in, you know, it's got some moments, it's got some jokes, it's got some character development. And then, like, I free he hit episode, like, four or five, and he's like... Yeah, this is really heavy and actually not the way I, I kind of want to end my day. <laughs> yeah. It feels like it's a weird show to, like, watch with, like, friends or, any, or like, anything to, like, discuss with people, so. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's probably a... It's also maybe a more relevant show for younger people, too. Yeah. So. But no, they're still making it, I thought. I thought I heard a new season, but I have no idea what the plot is. We're not part of that younger person class they're aiming for? I don't think so. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I, I will mean... alert the League of Nations. <laughs> like, I don't think we're in high school, which is where it's set. Usually when a show's set in a high school, you know what kind of audience they're going for. You're like, but I'm in law school. That's relatively equivalent. Uh, I'm going to have to call Winston Churchill and let him know. <laughs> Hello, Warren G. Harding. You wouldn't believe what they're saying. I'm outdated. Hello, Mr. Montgomery. Yes. I have oh, boy, problems. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you wanted to throw out there? Uh, no. Michael J. Larius on Instagram. Michael J. Larius on Twitter. Uh, I have some YouTube stand-up up. Uh, you can pick up the podcast on iTunes. They don't put them up in any kind of sequential order. So the, a better way is probably through Podbean where you can actually get them in order. Um, they're all free. Yeah, Enjoy. Superlariusbrothers.podbean.com All right. That's going to do it for the Superlarius Brothers Podcast. Everybody catch you next time. Christopher sucks. Everyone knows. Everyone knows.